What up, what up? Welcome back to Unscripted on Serato's uh, Twitch channel. Um, I'm your host, Matt, aka Cut Corners. Um, it's good to be back, and uh, happy holidays to everybody tuning in. Uh, anyone who's listening on the on the Spotify or Apple podcasts or wherever you listen or watch uh, this podcast. Um, yeah, this is kind of wrap, wrapping up. We only got one more after this uh, for the year, so uh, yeah, happy holidays and happy new year. Um, but yeah, welcome back. Unscripted. Here we are. Uh, this week's special guest is uh, yeah needs no really no real introduction if you're on Twitch already because he's well he's a legend already in the DJ world but also now on Twitch. So um, if you aren't familiar with Four Colors Act um, from his mixtapes, world championships, remixes, internet shenanigans, you've really been missing out on some seriously entertaining uh, content. Um, but yeah, he's also a good friend of mine and um, I've known him for quite a few years. So I'm really stoked to have him on the on the on the show finally. So, uh, would you all please welcome our good friend, Four Color Zach, to the show. <laughs> what up, Zach? Such theatrics. <laughs> We're pros around here. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> How's your day going, man? Oh, a little fuzzy. Uh, streamed last night and it went places. <laughs> so, kind of still wiping the night out of my eyes, but... We're making it happen. It's going nice. good. How about yourself? Oh yeah, it's good. It's good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I missed the stream, but it was Greatest Clumps. Is that right? Greatest Clumps. Volume two. Volume Second two. one we've done. Um, yeah, they're really fun. I like that one. <laughs> um, we're gonna gotta... try to wrap up. We're trying to wrap up a few more like conceptual streams before the year is over. So that was just the first one, top of mind. Awesome. Yeah, I gotta I gotta find the definition of a clump. Um, while we're on the subject. Don't... Don't look on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> that will that will lie to you. <laughs> no, it's the sound that uh, that uh, the the shoes would make uh, from people clomping out onto the dance floor, dancing like horses. Yeah, that's great. We got um we got a bunch of people already familiar with the clump uh, term in the chat already. I want to give a quick shout out to a couple people here: uh, DJ FWB, DJ Monks, Illist. We got MBS006, woohoo, loohoo, uh, big up the man Ross Hogg 415 in the Bay, uh, Safrikas, Mami Relic, um, yeah, Maple Kimchi, what up? Um, I hope I'm getting these names right. Uh, just uh, you know, always the the danger zone in Twitch Twitch world. But yeah, the impossible, um, the impossible uh, non phonetic usernames. Yes. Yeah, how do you manage that? Uh, I stopped feeling bad because what more can I do? I'm trying, you know, <laughs> early on, it, it was hard to even read some of them. So you'd just be sitting there staring and trying to figure it out. And you, you don't want to like botch it, but it's better than completely ignoring it. You know, <laughs> so Absolutely. I hope that people will correct me if they want and otherwise just go with my, my botching. Yes. And absolutely <laughs> feel free to DMS if we get it, if we get it wrong, we're definitely trying here. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's been, uh, it's been really good to get you finally on the show. I know you've been really busy. Um, you've been touring again, obviously, uh, all the way, all the way around. I saw you in LA and you, you were telling me about your crazy schedule. Are you back home now? Uh, yep. I'm home for a little bit. Well, hopefully a little bit, hopefully a lot of it. Yeah. Trying to cool it down for the rest of the year, but you know, it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, but how's it been back out on the road, you know, post post pandemic? 
uh, post pandemic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's interesting. It's good. I mean, it's it's the parties have all been super fun. Sorry, my daughter's school's calling me. Boom. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, it's been uh, it's been fun. The parties have actually been really good, um, and people are more or less respectful of each other. I think. Um, so there was like some question of how that was all going to go coming back out. You know, um, I've heard a few horror stories, but for the most part, I've been experiencing nothing but good stuff. Um, it's grueling though. It's kind of hard to be home in your comfort zone for that long and then come back out and, and hit the road that hard. Um, so it's been wiping me out pretty bad, but, um, party's been great. <laughs> that's good to hear man yeah. I mean it's got to be refreshing though just to be out there again a little bit surely yeah for sure it's great to see friends again but I don't know it, it's so conflicting you know it's like knowing that we should probably all still chill a little bit and yet here we are yeah <laughs> so, yeah but I mean as I think... it was as it was told to me the world is going to move on with or without you I don't know how I feel about that, but that affects your decision making one way or another, I guess. So. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you you can only you can't stay away from it forever. You know, it's it's one of the one of the one of the things we all got to face. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been great to see what you've done. You know, with Twitch, obviously, since we're on Twitch, I feel like it's really important that we we address the Twitch thing and talk about it because. You know, um, I mean, like I said, I've known you for a number of years and I've known of your, you know, some in incredible achievements like winning world championships for three style and just, you know, putting out records and, and, and obviously touring and, and being part of the, the playlist retreat and a bunch of other things. Um, but when you when you kind of jumped onto Twitch, I mean, we were talking about it. Um, and, you know, I think if anyone has really kind of and, and like really embraced it in the best way possible, I think it, was, it would be you. And um oh. Yeah, I'm. I'm just really curious to 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 let everyone else you, know, <laughs> to, to let everyone else know about like you know how you approached that like um you know like what was your approach going into it? Uh, well, I I think that we all knew that we needed to figure out something streaming related. Uh, and I remember early on we were talking about which platform to jump on, and because I was familiar with Twitch, but very small scale, you know, just for some like gamer friends more than anything. Um, I was not on it much. I never had streamed before. Oh, hold on. I forgot to, uh, this shows how big of a brain I am. I forgot to plug my laptop in. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, uh, I had never streamed, so it was, it was a lot of like technical figurings, but, um, but I knew that it was all stuff that collectively I was interested in outside of DJing. So it was, visuals it was technology and it was connecting with an audience and that was like stuff i totally was interested in and wanted to get more into so it was like a perfect meeting of the minds at that moment and it just took like you know a couple of months of hard well really the whole first year of just hardcore learning because i didn't know the first thing about video i didn't know the first thing about like i said streaming at all so we, we figured it out pretty quick though right yeah uh, yeah, I mean, I remember like the one thing that really was the first thing that I saw that you did that really blew my mind was um, the uh, the Flusterjamas Hoodie Fest stream where you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that was yeah, really, that one was really cool on. because it was 
yeah, that was, wasn't it like a 420 thing? Mm-hmm. 420, like first, right there. Um, that one was cool because it wasn't live. It was pre-recorded. So it was like a nice little like way to dip the toe in. But um, yeah, it was cool because it gave me a chance to actually figure out how to do all this stuff. And that was the first attempt at ever doing anything with like animations or overlays or anything like that. So I think I turned that around in like two and a half, three days. And it was just hardcore like <laughs> boot camp, you know? Um, and then that's when I realized that like, oh, this thing has legs. I could figure out how to do this thing live pretty easy. It's actually easier to do live than it was pre-recorded. Yeah. Because so. you got the stream deck and all that, and then you were able to do a lot more with the graphics, right? Yeah. Yeah. And But back then I was firing off of a, just a extra keyboard, you know, with like a numpad. I had no idea what the best move for anything was. Everything was DIY. I was like, right, I was drawing. I was drawing the animation like a little screen cap of the animation and sticking it on the numbers of the keyboard so i could visually see what was what and then like by the end of the night it would get so hot in the room that all the like sticky backs of the post-its would melt so if you pressed it too hard they would just all go flying and then you don't know what's what oh man (laughs) learning experience you know yeah but you've made incredible emotes too and there's like all the the beans obviously there's so many like there's so many layers and levels to a four colors act stream, which I love. Um, and some of the yeah. highlights, uh, you know, obviously Skynet, um, you know, when you did oh, the God. AI uh, <laughs> stuff, uh, Mash Mountain, of course, uh, you got Chris Angel, the mind freak um, fan. What's, what's their name? Is that Clumpula? Oh yeah. Am I, by the way, am I uh, glitching on your end too, or am I just, am I full on freeze mode? Uh, Switch no, out of here. <laughs> Yeah, you're lagging a bit, but the audio is fine, yeah. so it's not not the All end right. of the world. Let me let me switch up a little bit and abandon this real quick. I think. Uh... Oh, look at that! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> We're back. See, got two cams in here just in case. Nice. That was the other thing. Pretty quick is like get ready to switch stuff up on the fly. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time uh, Z Trip raided me. It was like kind of a big deal because he told me he was going to do it and then like two minutes into the raid my camera goes out and then it was like great this is my first big chance at actually getting you know some viewership (laughs) and then i had to switch everything out like while a keys and crates song is playing but shoot yeah that's it is what it is that is what it is i mean i mean i think like that's learn how to fall right how to figure it out yeah yeah, exactly. I mean, even last night, my internet went out, like right after a raid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Comcast is not the best. That's all I got. Yeah, that's where we need actual Skynet kicking in here. Um. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Well, so what was the story? Skynet went rogue, right? It went it went too far. Yeah. So, so for those that don't know, it was this website that takes blank meme templates and then it populates it with... Um, with words or sentences that are being pulled from the popularity of their usage on the internet. So uh, the more somebody talks about something, the more that that phrase or word might get thrown into this template. And there, it's all, you know, what, we, what do we say? Like 
75 percent of the time it's a miss but when it hits it hits so good and we were doing it for a long time and it was always so lighthearted and fun and like oh let's laugh at let's laugh at this you know ai but then as the election season came in it just full-on went nightmare you know like it was getting really questionable i remember one time it was like obviously it wasn't thankful i should say thankfully it wasn't like full on racism but it was definitely like there must be some dark stuff going on on the internet i think we need to pull the plug on this so the following week we ceremoniously destroyed it <laughs> like made a whole thing of it but yeah that was rough there's been a lot of uh like on the front page live like oh don't trust the internet ever <laughs> you know you can't trust the internet to be on its best behavior but, but yeah you've got bird beaterson who you can trust right can i trust don't know him? if we can trust him <laughs> there's been a few times where he says trust me and it's like yeah uh, <laughs> no but uh uh yeah i think we've found our lane we found the invisible line that we can walk up to and now we're good okay i'm well, since we're talking about, we got to Bird Peterson, I do have uh, one thing. I just, this is, I mean, if you've seen it, you probably know about it already. But if you haven't, this is really amazing. Um, Bird Peterson's one hour remixes, the series. Oh, I love yeah. it so much. Um, yeah. I've got one pre- prepped here, so I'm going to pull it up. And we're going to watch it together um, in true Twitch fashion. Um, so this one is uh, Big Wit Billy. Let's see what he does with this. <laughs> I don't I I can't just again Oh Billy, I didn't know you got down like this. Billy the King? nightmare fuel (laughs) (laughs) i i really love that beat though i think he did a a fantastic job at remixing that in one hour well everything bird does is beyond incredible i mean the dude is (laughs) easily the most creative but like like a person who is the most creative but can actually deliver on everything that he comes up with in his brain so yeah and and then (laughs) that's just one of three right he did three remixes can we can we keep playing just one of the other ones I, i feel like Go nuts. A little bit I haven't seen this one in a minute, so okay. yeah. Let's go. And oh, the- hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to take a quick, <laughs> quick interm- intermission to, to remind you that this got flagged on SoundCloud within the span of 10 seconds. This immediately got... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's 
scatting, man. He's scatting. Scat cat. I mean, I can't play too much more because, like you said, it did get flagged, and we can probably play up to here, and then it will be okay for you know for the DMCA <laughs> crew. But man, like it's incredible, like uh, what he's doing. What can't what can't he do? Yeah, and he does. So he does this like every week. Uh, when he's available, yeah, we always come up with something. It's whether it's the remixes or other skits or other segments. It's always something, especially during lockdown. We were. We were coming up with new stuff every Thursday. And we still are, but it's like, you know, it's, he's got, without revealing too much, he's got some pretty big projects he's working on right now. So when that comes out, it'll be, yeah, (laughs) we'll be celebrating in our own big wet Billy way. (laughs) That's fantastic, man. Um, I got to give a quick shout out. We got some people, some real big homies in the chat. Big, big up Mr. Sonny James for always holding down the modding on this one. And helping me produce this. He's a big part of the show. I uh, see the homegirl, DJ Sophie Norm in the house. Uh, Scully Redhawk. We got Mike2600. So, you know, um, big up all the homies here. Oh my, oh my God, Addy Live is here. Um, one BG, BG Nut. I'm sure there's a lot of other people that I'm missing. But um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. DJ Magnanimous. Um, yeah. Appreciate you guys locking in with us. And, of course, you're, you're, you're all familiar with what Zach does here as well. So The crew. That's the crew. We got the squad. Um, so yeah, like how did, how did you like, can we talk a bit, a bit about your relationship with bird and Mike actually for that matter? Cause I know Mike and bird, I, I know them specifically from, uh, doing stuff with them and South by Southwest and, and stuff, but yeah, yeah how did, how did they, you, how did that all link up? They're just, they've been huge brains forever. Uh, uh Mike and I'm man, man, I, I have a hard time remembering what happened last week, much less, uh, <laughs> much less the the first time that we met but it was pretty it was just instant that you knew that these guys were light years beyond with their creativity and so because of that i don't know i don't know if it's birds of a feather uh but we just always kept kept up and then um as lockdown happened i remember bird hit me and was like hey what you're doing is cool how about it be even cooler <laughs> and uh and it was instantly like oh yeah uh this needs to happen because number one it's always good to have a team of of people to bounce ideas off of but two he could deliver on such a infinitely higher scale than i could you know i was diying everything and sometimes that's cool but sometimes you need somebody to come in and like you know really lay it out on the table and we haven't looked back since and then the uh bird and mike and i are in a business boys chat where we just all day long are just trying to pump each other full of the most insane things thoughts and things we find on the internet so it's a constant it's like it's a think tank that just never stops i can't sleep please let me sleep give me respite (laughs) 
Hey, and I also got to give a big shout out to Serge Dunn in the chat as well. A very important part of yes. the show as well. Um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Uh, and Bird is Ang here. Angriest guy in the chat. <laughs> and it's also funny because I know a lot of you guys actually, now I think about it, is all from the hollerboard, which is, yeah. if you're not familiar with the hollerboard, I actually know Ross Hogg too from the hollerboard. There's a lot of hollerboarders yeah. in this chat right now. The original Twitch. The original chat. Twitch. Yeah, that's because that yeah that would be about right. Two thousand seven. Um, shout out the hollerboard if you didn't know about the hollerboard. Man, what a time! Hollerboard, oh, yeah. very important part of uh, DJ history right there. Um, started by Low B of Hollertronics, um, and populated by many DJs around the world, posting Z Share links, Media Fire oh. links. Oh, the simpler times. times. Simpler times. Yeah, I still got some shit on from there on my Serato, actually. It's, uh... Oh, my God, please collect all and send. Because <laughs> right? that's the one thing that it's just like mini discs. I wish that I would have had the foresight to save that stuff and not just move on from it so quickly. I'm, you know, somewhere on some hard on some hard drive that I don't have the peripherals for anymore. It probably exists. But will I ever find it doubtful? But man, that, that was some gold yeah that was some diy gold um that's a fantastic quote ross hogg only built for z share links yes yes big brain um big brain the uh sad part is actually uh of this whole situation um was actually something that a track made a, a tweet about recently was just like how that era the blog era didn't really wasn't like archived properly because all of all these you know um yeah. blogs that just went away and so did all the music yeah. i was just listening to a, a, a podcast all about that era recently and it was funny how they were they were talking about it more from a party perspective less from a dj perspective but the lack of archiving was also kind of the allure at the time you know it's like they were discussing how if you were at those parties and you wanted to like find photos from it there was no it wasn't how it is now you'd have to like see the photographer and like what, what they were talking about. Oh, I saw a sticker on the camera. And I think that that means it was this guy. And now I have to go find their MySpace, And maybe they've linked a photo to their website. And now I have to manually dig through pages and pages of parties to maybe find me because there's no tagging somebody. But yeah. Anyway, like I said, simpler times. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really kind of really glad I lived through it. And, and I got, I still have some of that music and I got to meet, I mean, I think I heard about you through, through, uh, through the hollerboard too, as a matter of fact. Um, and this actually leads into another question I wanted to ask you today about, um, your release, um, on fool's gold records, uh, with pretty titty. Where are we here? <laughs> I don't know why they let us do that. That was one of those things where it, it would never happen now because it was entire. They were entirely sample based edits. The whole concept was we wanted to make uh, an edit pack that turned into vinyl. That was well, we wanted to make a piece of vinyl that was for Serato switchover, because back then that was right when Serato took over. Everybody was on laptops, but you you didn't have two inputs. You needed to put on a record in That's between. Right. SL1 and box. so, yeah, and so while we all had records still because it was still so early on, we wanted to make something that at least kept the same energy of the music that we were downloading from these blogs. So we were, and in hindsight, this was probably a little 
ill-advised, but we were making like two to three minute edits, which is pretty short considering we were not that good at switching over. <laughs> uh, and they were all like, most of them were like acapella, acapella in, acapella out or something to that respect. And, um, you know, they were just, they were just sample chopped edits, like super pumped up, you know, like the hipster Crooklyn clan basically. Um, and then, uh, Nick and Nick catch dubs and a track just randomly, you know, I think Nick one day said, Hey, me and a track are going to start this label. Would you guys want to put something out on it? Uh, and they, for some reason, wanted these edits, which in my mind was like, how are you going to get away with that? But <laughs> flying under the radar, it worked out. Yeah. I think I probably still have the vinyl around here somewhere. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. And, and now know, Clayton's going on to be like directing films and stuff. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's out there. He's doing it. He's oh. like way off the grid making some crazy stuff. Oh, cool. That's good to know. I was mm -hmm. actually always wondering because he was like a party promoter slash DJ. And then, yeah. Yeah. He transitioned. Yeah, dude's, into... dude's all over the place. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, at that same time, we also had Mad Decent. They were doing very similar things. I think Mad Decent and Fool's Gold are really interesting because they're, they mm -hmm. both DJ-led labels, DJ, and yeah. really focused on that. And they were doing some very uh, DMCA unfriendly releases there um, as well, with like Betty. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember the DMCA thing ever really existing back then. It was never a concern. So. I don't know if if I'm sure Bird would probably know way better because he he was running labels and doing all this stuff too at the same time. So he would know exactly what the threshold was, but we were reckless. It didn't even enter our minds. But you've also done uh, a, a, a like a non-edit release on Fool's yeah, Gold. Yeah, yeah, we've done proper releases too, both on Fool's Gold and other labels, but yeah. But tell Good me about <laughs> tell me a little bit about um about Sing Sing Breaks. I mean t I mean the party was called Sing Sing in Seattle, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Of course, from the song, the song, and the popular loop. Yeah, um, yeah. So that party, what was the concept of that party? Like, how did that, how did that all come about? It was just a representation of what was going on in in that culture at the time, which was just low down, dirty dance music of all genres. It wasn't so much. I mean, it became as it as as the sound really got refined, it became something that was a little bit more like what electro blog house stuff. But early on, it was just like, you're going to hear everything, disco rap house, rock, this, that. And it just, it came from that sort of, uh, you know, cross pollinating of all the people in the city that then became sort of a whole crew. Um, and that was just our local party and what we wanted to do. And then, the whole scene just started building and building, becoming a little bit more reputable, needing photographers, needing to talk to agents. It went from like the artists were sleeping on your floor to now you're dealing with full on tours. So, yeah, because this is essentially kind of like, dare I say it, pre EDM or pre DM. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely pre like EDM, I guess. It was definitely still, uh, referencing all of the electronic dance music but it was way before american edm as it is now so it was fun it was really open you you'd be dancing alongside you know somebody from a totally different walk of life listening to talking heads one moment and you know 
later on young jock the next i remember uh low b low budget actually came and did the party and that was and he was sitting there introducing me to snap music way before snap music was even out there in the world um yeah he i remember him saying listen to young jock going down this is the biggest song in atlanta malls right now and then when the record finally got pressed uh i was at the record store they, it was in their little new arrival section. And I was like, oh my God, it's been pressed. This exists. You have five copies. And I bought all of them and I gave them to all my friends and said, this is going to, this is, I, Lobi said, this is the next one. And everyone who heard it laughed at me. No They're way. like, this is trash. <laughs> oh man. Because they were, because it was, you know, snap music was like the whole thing, the whole concept of the party and the whole concept of that, uh, of, of like that culture was being open to new sounds. Mm -hmm. And so for us, it was like, yeah, cool. This is awesome. But to a lot of people, they were like, this is not rap music. What is this? Yeah. So there was so many cool things happening at that time too. That was all kind of embodied with it. I mean, you had the, the Philly and, and be more club music, Jersey club. Yeah. You had, oh. you had hyphy going on. This is all like 2008 area era. And then you had snap music and the kind of like, yeah, that Atlanta, that right, that beginning rise of Atlanta with Gucci Mane and all that. And then you had like all the EDM pre EDM. <laughs> electro stuff yeah. too. Oh man. What a time. Yeah. Yeah. To think about uh, how many different sounds sort of got birthed or came through that pipeline and where it all is now is pretty awesome. I mean, even like, even sort of the pathway of Moombaton, like how that mm. sort of went. I mean, obviously it's already a reference to global sounds anyway, so it's not like it invented anything, but it definitely planted the seed to popularize it in certain countries, at least. I mean, we weren't listening to that kind of sound before, so. Yeah. Shout out Dave Nada. <laughs> Big shout out Dave Nada. That's crazy, right? Like what a crazy story. Uh if you don't know about Dave Nada, definitely give him a Google. He is the inventor of Moombaton uh from playing electronic music at a what a at a, a party somewhere? At a kickback, yeah. yeah. A school skipping basement function. That's wild. I love that Pretty story awesome. so much. Um yeah. and he slowed the record down. It's, I love how that like such a simple concept. I mean, even like chopped and screwed music, all of this stuff is like slowing it down or speeding it up like just ah, oh, just such a cool. I love it. Um, yeah. So speaking of obviously new music, that's something I always really love about your sets. Um, I'm I'm actually really kind. Of, I gotta ask you, like, you know, like, do you love all the music that you play? Because you play such a wide range of of music. You know, it, it really there yeah. is no. It's hard to define what a four color Zach set is, but in the same way it's also very recognizable when you hear it. It's not like other people do it like you. So um, there is so much character, but it's still so broad. I, I, I'm, I just want to know, like, how, how, yeah, how do you interact with the music like that? Uh, well, I, I don't play music I don't like. I, even if I think that it is sort of cheeky, I still like it. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not here to say that everything I play is good. I play a lot of bad music, but I still like it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I said I said something last night. I said that we're going to play a ton of great music and a lot of bad music. And Serge was like, 
Phew, I was going to correct you. <laughs> so like arguably, of course, I play terrible, terrible music at times, but I love it. It's it, it's like watching trashy TV. You know, I know I'm conscious of what it is, um, but I do just if it makes me feel good that I'm going to try to weave it all together. So I think that's kind of that's about as far as I've gotten. That's as, as far as I've been able to figure out about what the hell I play. I love that. I don't know because I don't know either. Every time. The worst thing, the worst thing that can happen for me <laughs> is when they, is when I get booked to do a like headline stage show where it's like a hard ticket thing. That is that my whole week is in panic because <laughs> it's like, what does that even mean? Because play so much different stuff. It's like, what am I supposed to play at my own thing? Uh, sorry, Sujit. <laughs> 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 shout out shout out scam hey uh, and you were just in miami and i remember you got booked for something crazy who was the what was the lineup again oh god it was uh it was me race strammered strammered um pitbull of course and it was the 305 has to be there yeah mr worldwide uh it was quincy jones's nft company wow yeah that was I mean, our Basel, you know. That's the 2021 <laughs> com comment right there. Who amongst us hasn't been in that situation? <laughs> but so, yeah, what did you end up playing for that? Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> I don't think it really mattered what I played at that, at that particular party. Uh, we just kind of had fun with it. I, honestly, I don't even remember what I played. It was, <laughs> I think I played a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But it was such a spectacle, it kind of didn't matter by the time I got on. I think the sound guy kept turning all the power off. So what? at one point I remember I had to physically keep moving the record with my finger because there was no power to the turntable. Of course, forgetting that there's this thing called internal mode. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a whole thing. I don't think that my playlist was necessarily uh, top of mind that night. <laughs> That's all good. But, Pit, but Pitbull's a fantastic public speaker. I will say that. Yeah, you know what, man? People give Pitbull a, a rough time, but I, I got a lot of love for Pitbull, and and I yeah. think I think he's cool. Um, I also really like his, that song of his. What was it? Um, the the one Menterosa, the the liar girl, the one with the Dindada sample. That was a, a banger back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got he got hit for days. I was just telling a story too, where uh, this guy was opening in Vegas for me, and he played a Pitbull song, and it went over really well. And he proceeded to play 30 straight minutes of Pitbull songs, but like multi, but not like quick mix, like multiple verses of each song. It was the longest, most bizarre 30 minutes I've seen in a while. It was kind of like, is this really still happening? Like, I know the guy's got hits. He but, does. But like, I'm about to go on. This is so <laughs> weird. Yeah, like, what do you do? Do you play more Pitbull at that point? Or you, just... <laughs> you definitely don't play more Pitbull at that point. It's funny, Sorry. Too. It's funny too, because I had Jake Wen on this uh, show, who's also from Seattle and part of the group. Love Jake, the king. Yeah, king. super awesome guy. And he was talking about Pitbull also. So I just feel like we're just going to bring this into the combo because God. we're talking about Seattle. Talking well, about Seattleites cannot stop talking about Pitbull, just so you know. it's <laughs> This is a common theme. Trending topic. Right. So he was saying, though, that Pitbull sampled Tuxedo. And I had I wasn't actually familiar with the song. I had to go I Googled it. And it really? Came up. Yeah. They sampled the Do It. Uh, 
you know, um, Tuxedo he did. song. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very familiar with the song. <laughs> yeah. And Is I was it... like, wow, man, this guy really gets on like anything. Like he, I got to give him credit well, for that. Yeah. He, he got, he originally jumped on a Stephen A. Clark song produced by Eight Drums. And I believe they turned that into an official. I can't remember if it was considered a remix or they turned it into an official Pitbull song. But there was like a minute where I think they even did it at the Super Bowl. Wow. So if I'm not mistaken, it's something like that. It all happened really fast. And of course, I can't remember the name of the tune, but shout out Stephen A. Clark and shout out Dave Drums. Yeah. But, no. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a good ear for he, beats. He collects them like NFTs. Like like Quincy Jones NFTs, and um, on on that another Miami artist that I think has very great taste in beats is Rick Ross. Um, always knows how to choose a good beat. Works with Dream a lot. There you go. Does he? Oh yeah. Well, perfect segue. <laughs> Let's talk about the Dream. Um, your your <laughs> your mixtape Dream a Little Dream got you a gig with the Dream. Is that the, how the story goes? Can you maybe elaborate yeah. on that a little bit? Uh, yeah, we just really liked, so me and a buddy of mine who, uh, we used to have a design agency together. We just used to listen to dream all the time. And then as we sort of kept pushing his music onto our friends, uh, you know, the, the close circle of dream fans grew within our own city. And then, so I just put a mix together of all the songs I liked early on songs that he had written songs that he had performed demos, everything. And then it got picked up by Fader and it got a little traction. So it was obviously a little like there was some momentum to it enough to want to keep doing stuff like that. So I think I made a couple more, did some live sets of just all dream stuff and then just randomly got a DM once. Oh, by the way, I don't know if uh, that Mixcloud link will even work. I remember they took it down because oh. you're not allowed to play. Uh, there's a certain number of songs by the same artist from the same release that you can't put on there. I'm oh, yeah. sure to word off putting up full albums. So I picked the one way to make Mixcloud not cool with you. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> well, um, let's try try it out if you haven't tried it out. Yeah. Maybe it still works. But, we'll see. But uh, yeah, uh, his manager hit me up randomly and I was, I was taking my daughter to the park and I remember he was like DMing me and I thought it was a scam. I just was tired. You know, I'm, I'm tired of talking to this like scam DM thing that just it seemed like they were hustling me, and I just wanted to like push my daughter on the swing. So finally, I was just like, "Let me figure this out." And so I did a quick Google search and realized like, "Ah, there might be some legitimacy here." And then, um, yeah, it turned out they were serious, and Dream was about to go on tour, and he had just left touring with a band and just wanted to DJ. And they said like, "You know his music better than he does, more or less." So the next week I was in LA sitting on a couch with him going through set ideas. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Yeah. It's like the T-Pain thing. Check your DMs, which I still don't do, but. Oh, that's whatever. right. Yeah. He, he, he missed a bunch of opportunities. He was saying your DMs, but you, you also get a lot of trash in the DMs. So, you know, it's. You gotta... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stopped looking a long time ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, we toured for a few years. I have no idea what he's doing now. He's, you know, he's constantly creating and i think he actually liked this lockdown thing more than most because he he tends to prefer not to be on the road and he would say all the time like i'm not here for me like we'd be on the road and he'd be like i'm not here for me 
I'm here for you. Okay. So I could just as easily stay home and write, you know, 10 songs in a night <laughs> than be out here. So, but his fans are like so diehard that it was incredible. How could you not go out and, and do it? Well, I got to say thanks, man, because honestly, uh, your love of the dream was quite contagious. And I think because of your mixtapes and just the way you really supported him, I really got more into the dream. So <laughs> thank you, Zach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're still planning on doing a night uh, on Twitch of mostly dream stuff, R&B night, whatever, hopefully before the end of the year. But I realize that's coming up quick. So we'll see. Oh, man. Whenever it happens, though, that sounds awesome. Um, quickly, like running back to the Seattle thing, um, since, you know, I know you mainly because your proximity to Vancouver as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, can you just talk a little bit about like growing up in Seattle and like how it affected you or, you know, you as a musician or in your career you, and in your, and whatever way you feel? Um, I don't know. I don't really know if, well, I guess, I guess, um, it's not like there was pushback to being open-minded with music here because there's a lot of cool stuff going on musically or there historically had been. So people were cool with the idea of like early, the early idea of open format, I guess, which we didn't know what that was called or what that was. We were just playing music we liked. So that was cool. It was nice to have a place that knew about different types of rock music. Um, Northwest historically has a really good uh, underground electronic scene, big grave culture, um, not necessarily glamorized at all. <laughs> you know, it was it was down and dirty, but it was there. So you could, you know, go listen to drum and bass at 4 a.m. in some abandoned warehouse. And then you could go, you know, watch some punk band at some tiny little dive. Um so I don't know, I guess just being around that was nice, but I never really thought about it. It wasn't really like a top of mind, like, oh, how cool is this that I'm surrounded by it, all this stuff, you know? I think it it was more like all the skateboarding influences that really was like put multi-genre into overdrive. I think that was like coming up, you know, you hear all this different kind of music through skate videos because... <laughs> You know, yeah, you had to go to the record store and dig through stuff, but I was not sitting at the record store all day long listening to all these albums. It was all just being pumped into my ears while watching skate videos. So. Yeah, absolutely. I actually want to talk a bit, a bit about that. But before we do that, uh, about the skateboarding stuff, I want to just talk a little bit more about Seattle bands and, and like shout out a couple of people. Because like the Sonics, one of my favorite uh, punk groups, well, I guess, which I don't even know if you'd call them punk, but. The Sonics are from Seattle um, and named probably because of the Supersonics, right? It, if not, it would be insane. Right? <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe not. Right. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, shout out the Sonics. If you're not familiar with the Sonics, um, yeah, they're incredible. They're, I guess they're just like a really loud blues band, but um, I think garage blues band. I don't know. Um, I'm sure some of you guys are aware of them. If you're not, check them out. But also... 90s me was so jealous of you growing up in Seattle because I was like massive into grunge. Did you ever get into grunge music? Oh yeah, of course. But at its peak, well, I should say it's yeah at at the time that it would have been best 
to be most into it, I was living in Oregon. Oh. And stuff would come down there, but I wasn't, I was so young that it was like not going, whenever I'd go to like Portland or something, it would be for record shopping, not so much for night stuff. I'd go to a couple shows here and there, but it was few and far between. It was a lot of metal shows mm. that I would go to because it was a little bit more of like a, you know, at that point it was like you'd go to like an armory or something, which is basically a, just a massive, it was like a step below a stadium venue type of thing. Bigger than a bigger than whatever uh, local venue was, but smaller than a stadium. So, um, yeah, I didn't get to really lap it up the way that I wish I could have, but that was just a generational thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah, like you said, I think skateboard videos were like the the one thing that really spread so much music and culture around the world, and, and like I'm so grateful for that because even in New Zealand, where I grew up. We got those videos. We got the four one one videos. We got the girl and yeah. chocolate videos, and we were getting put on to like all these really awesome skate and rock songs and punk songs all at the same yeah. time. And I almost feel like that was that informed a lot of the music that uh, and nights like the you know the Holotronic stuff and Sing Sing and all these regional nights where you had kids that grew up skateboarding and liked rap music and liked punk music and maybe liked electronic music. They didn't really care. They just liked good shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And that was, I think, uh, that was the, the first unifier was because if there was a genre that you didn't really know much about, you at least got to hear from someone that it was like the early, it was the early version of like a Spotify playlist, you know, mm. because somebody who liked that genre that you may not know nothing, know anything about, selected a song and put it out for you to hear. And it just so happened that you were already going to watch it because of this whole other thing. So... Yeah, it was really like it was the early version of like flipping through Spotify playlists because someone that you t you trusted their taste was going to introduce you to something you didn't know. And then the more you found out about that, the deeper you dive into it and so on and so on. But And it was kind of like elevated a little bit as well because of if the the skating was really good, the music was yes. good. And it was like, whoa, yes. like everything together. Yeah, there's still so many songs that when you hear it you're like oh my god it's so good but then if you really stop and listen it's like oh this is a pretty mid song but man <laughs> the what i'm connecting it to was epic <laughs> right yeah like let's just say that there was a lot of real there was a lot of real mid songs on a tony hawk pro skater soundtrack <laughs> yeah I've but actually we're, been playing. We're, we're keeping it in pretty high esteem <laughs> <laughs> for real actually yeah i'm gonna add that to the chat um Actually, um, yeah, I think I know about Andre Nicotina sp purely because of skate videos. Like, there's no way I'd have any, inter like, I would have never discovered Andre Nicotina if it wasn't for uh, skateboard videos. Yeah, even stuff that was relatively close by for me, I was finding out faster through that than I was through, well, I mean, at that point, Sandbox Automatic and, like, these online record stores were starting to pop up. Wow. So that was really helpful. But, like, I'm pretty sure... Well, no, because then there was college radio too. So actually, if it if it wasn't from Sandbox Automatic, if it wasn't from a college radio host, you were finding like living legends or something through <laughs> through a skate video. But well, Sandbox Automatic, wow, like that's a... ordering a lot of records through Sandbox Automatic, a lot Shut of up. works records. <laughs> Thanks for real. Um... Okay, so just while we're still talking about punk rock and stuff like that, um, 
did you play grow up playing guitar were you like were you in bands and stuff yeah yeah and bass too at one point i switched from guitar to like it was pretty much on the tail end of being as obsessed with guitar as i was i used to play like a lot of speed metal stuff and try to master every <laughs> sepultura solo and sick i was ripping I was, I was ripping i can't do it now i can't play to save my life now took too much time off but you know yeah there was you know you, you'd use the like the little finger grip uh things to strengthen your hands and stuff yeah i was full on oh that's sick um, man but yeah when that as that sort of just one of those things when you put it down you can't just pick it right back up it's I don't know. And as we transitioned into different kinds of music that we were working on, that's when I had to get turntables and it was like, uh, uh, yeah. But surely it, like it helped, right? Like it, it must oh, have. totally helped. I wish I still, I wish I'd kept up with it for sure. So, um, speaking of that transition from playing, you know, in bands and stuff and then DJing, I got to ask, did you ever DJ in a band, Zach? No, there was oh. no, there was no, there was no, rap rock crossover we had a pretty clear line between our rap project and our rock projects oh man that's just (laughs) like yeah yeah no there i mean we were we would bring in we would bring in guitar and drums and bass and everything and use them in our beats but there was never like uh all right so bring these bad boys out on stage with us and (laughs) then we're really cooking like nah unwritten rule hey man we dodged a bullet because we definitely weren't that (laughs) self-aware at all i mean shoot we were making rap songs (laughs) (laughs) okay so so did you did you do you have a rap do we do we have a did you ever have a rap name or anything rapping Uh, no no no, no. (laughs) that's that's gonna be behind the paywall that's all coming Season three of uh, Twitch. You have to. You have to check out season three of Twitch. You'll learn all about it. Okay, let's go. Uh, follow four colors. Zach, just type an exclamation point. Follow or pull up his Twitch if you're not already following. We've got we <laughs> to. Gotta... Exclamation point rats. We've uncovered some things on the internet. <laughs> we got to get there. We got to get there. Um. So while we're talking about um, DJs and bands, rap rock crossover. Um, what what is the best DJ in a band? In your opinion who is the best dj in a band uh uh, uh the portishead dude jeff barrow oh, that's not a, yeah 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 i was expecting uh, something we, a little bit more uh, you know controversial no no it's him a thousand percent or uh, no it's him <laughs> it's him it's gotta be it's like rudimentary scratches that will uh, that i that are ingrained in my being it's like part of my dna to listen to those like, no, that's got to be it. Yeah. 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 For shout me, out, that's it. At least. Oh, yeah. Shout out Jeff Barrow, man. Portishead, it's, that music has aged incredibly well. Like, if you play it, oh my it's God. still so good. Yeah. It, it's nuts. It's all time. Yeah. Uh, Mike2600 has added to the chat Incubus Guy, um, whose name is DJ yep. Kilmore. Um, yep. Great so dude. Shout out, shout out gonna... DJ Kilmore. We talked about getting him on the show, oh, geez, probably like almost a year ago. But then it, it he was like on tour or something. Something happened. But still want to get him on there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to hit him back. We also we got some other great people in here, actually. Thank you guys for adding to this chat. This really helps. Um, we got Homicide. Shout out DJ Homicide, also on Scam, oh. right? <laughs> Sugar Ray. Homicide, let's go. Right? 
yeah, I mean, you want to talk about big brain, top level stuff right there. He, you should get him on the show. That guy's got stories. Let's make it happen, man. I, I, I really like Homicide. I've talked to him a bunch, and he's a really lovely guy. So that's a great legend. suggestion. Um, big brain, big brain legend. And Bird Peterson also says Beck's original DJ, which I think Who is, is DJ Swamp. No, is it not? It, was it? No way. Was it? I don't. I never heard that. Yeah, well, he was definitely, uh, he was the one that came to New Zealand when I saw him in 1998, so it was definitely DJ Swamp. Um, did he light anything on fire? He did. Or cut himself or anything? Yeah, yeah, no, I he, was, he, <laughs> he took it there, yeah. Um, uh, Sonny James says, Jamiroquai's hat was a great DJ too. Um, I think he means DJ Desire, but Jamiroquai's hat was great, for sure. Thank you. Uh, Tom Morello is very good um, as a non-DJ DJ. Loved that. That was like revolutionary. Do you remember that? Bulls on Parade show? Absolutely. Wow. Oh, that, that changed the game. Changed the game. Um, and, of course, yeah. BNBK, uh, Mixed Master Mike, without set. Without... Well, technically, um, what was the guy's name? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, Mixed Master Mike. I mean, that that goes without saying. Damn, that was a, that was a good answer. Damn it. <laughs> um, what about, uh, what was the guy, what was the beatboxer's name from The Roots? Oh, Scratch? Gra- uh, Razel. Scratch, right? Which one? Rozel. Yeah, Rozel. No, no. Was it Rozel? Yeah, it was Rozel. Anyway. And we got... Boxer as, as in a band. DJ wow. Lord. Was that, is that Prophets of Rage? Is that um, the the public enemy Rage Against the Machine team? Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. See, I... now you're, you're, un, you're uncovering... <laughs> just a, a world of information that i have suppressed <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta take it there and we and big up the chat because like this is actually shout out the chat they're really in, engaged in this in this uh in this this podcast i guess um without without the chat what would we be doing on twitch <laughs> right um all right so we've we've covered the beat dj in a band combo we've covered the fact that you dj'd for the dream um and uh, what else was I going to ask you? I have... Oh, yeah. So we were talking about skateboarding, and we were talking about, um, uh, yeah, how you've learned lots of great music through skateboarding. And I wanted to bring to light the fact that I've actually learned about a really great artist from Vancouver um, that you put me onto. His name's Kamo. Um, do you mind if we just play... The kid. The, yeah, Kamo Kid. <laughs> I, I'm, honestly, thank you so much for putting us, us onto uh, Kamo, the kid Kamo. Um, how did you find out about him? uh late night soundcloud digging yeah i just like came across a tune that had like 12 plays or something i mean obviously he the dude's like a legend now but like i must have just caught some clip of his early on and got lucky and i just messaged him like man this stuff is incredible and i think at the time he was probably like 14 or 15 or something so we're going to play a Kemo song, and we're going to play... This is Iced Tea. It came out last year. It's not his most recent song, but it's just so fucking good. Excuse my language. It's so good, and um, I'm so glad that I found out about him through you, uh, Zach. So we're going to play mm-hmm. We're going to play this song, and we're going to, we're going to get to the reveal after the song. So here is Kemo with Iced Tea. Two 
took the bus home cause it was pouring Texted you all night until the morning Woke up by the sound of myself snoring But you're ignoring me I've got nowhere else to beat now I'm bored and I'm weak But then you texted me Hey Oh, so you said I hadn't thought of that Started back when it started back when it started back Hey, one sec, I gotta call you back Gotta call you back, gonna call you back Okay, so we can't play too long because Fed's be watching and, you know, uh, DMC. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, okay. yo, shout out Camo because, like, that's just, like, that's an older song now for him. He's got other crazier stuff now with, like, Amen Breaks and shit. It's, he's yeah, so yeah. talented. It's nuts. Um, yeah, he's on the he's on the front line of Digicore and Hyperpop. And he actually was the first, he, he introduced me to all that stuff. I didn't even know what it was called. Like, I would just call it. I think my folder was just called like internet shit or something. <laughs> and uh, he was like, Oh yeah, it's called Hyperpop. It's called Digicore. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then, so he would like plug me with all these other, these all, all these new artists that he was working with. And it's just, it's insane. I mean, there, these kids were operating on an entirely, like with an entirely different set of rules. It was, you know what? It felt like, like he tapped me into what the young kids were recklessly doing and pulling off great things with, you know, which, I think we all we don't realize it's happening, but we all sort of start losing touch with that oh, pretty yeah. quick. Um, you think that you're still keeping up, and the reality is, like the kids are coming up and not telling you about it because yeah. they're not telling you gray hairs about it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. and that's that's totally how we were too. You know, we were like, a, mm -hmm. I think about I think about this a lot actually. Like how when you're younger, when you're like you know 15, and you're like social group it is like so it's like its own language you have like their own way of communicating oh, yeah. and and you kind of grow up and it, like the hollow board is a perfect example of like our version of that time or whatever and now we're, that's that's like 15 years that's like yeah 15 years ago or at least 10 a decade ago so yeah like these things really <laughs> <laughs> you know they they progress fast yeah it just it was interesting to me because i thought that i was really active on the internet and that i had my i had all my feelers out all my all my feelers <laughs> i had these feelers for the young kids <laughs> don't clip that don't clip that um, <laughs> oh my um, god yeah but uh but it was but it was like n nothing that i was looking for would have gotten me into that particular zone if i hadn't have bumped into one of his tunes because like these kids didn't care about None of them were like promoting themselves. They didn't care at all about anyone except for their friends listening to their music, which was actually in hindsight, kind of how we were too, right? Exactly. Like yeah. at no point when you were young, were you hoping someone 20 years older than you was listening to your music? Absolutely not. You didn't care at all. Still now. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Still now. Yeah. And so like, thanks to him, he clued me into a lot of people that I never would have heard of, or at least wouldn't have heard of until it was way later because now these kids are actually starting to get deals and placements and you know it's 
cool to see how it has transitioned. Yeah, actually, I saw he's got a gig in Atlanta in January. Um, Camo? So, yeah, Camo's playing in Atlanta uh, with a bunch of other folks. It's so Jesus. cool, man. But the big reveal part, actually, yeah, let, let me just say real quick, shout out DJ, Real DJ Yoshi for the raid coming in here. Appreciate you. What up? It's Danny. Um, but this is the part that I really wanted to get to with this. And I think, yeah, we talked about it. If you're into skateboarding and you and you have any idea about west coast skaters specifically trans world uh skate videos from 1999 um you'll probably be familiar <laughs> which, with which i know you all do <laughs> you may be familiar with an, uh, a skateboarder called moses it conan who was part of the red dragons and that's his father right yeah <laughs> yeah moses that's crazy um yeah so... i didn't know that until you know who who told me that was flip out dj flip out from vancouver of course flip out would know that Flip out well, is he the knows bank of everything. He is, <laughs> he is the uh, flip out is the uh, more socially, uh, more socially uh, palatable. Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, also from Vancouver, the the human serviette. <laughs> Nardwar. Nardwar. My guy, shout out Nardwar. My flip idol. out is uh, flip out is Nardwar that can grow a beard. <laughs> 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 that's true and they're good but, friends too what about, about Nardwar with the Mercedes <laughs> <laughs> hey I think I think Nardwar is doing okay though no no, no I, I, yeah. um, absolutely but shout out both of them while we're while we're still in the Pacific Northwest I just want to quickly I'm, I mean we can't even play with music but I'm going to quickly just show you like this Moses at Conan part from the Reason uh, video oh, man. skateboarding video uh, let's see if I can let some music play. Paul Machno also a legend oh man yep uh, Colin McKay, I think. Oh, Rick McCrank. We're talking oh about all God. the... These are the Vancouver heavyweights. And... Yeah, Colin McKay. Oh, speaking speaking of the Red Dragons. Yeah. Uh, I was just told yesterday, I think, by Flipout, again, that Sluggo from the Red Dragons is a stuntman now. Is that true? That's that's news to me. That would be incredible, but totally. He sent, he, he sent me some clip that Moses had filmed, and I was digging around on Sluggo's IG, and it was like, how is this dude so fit? How is this old man so fit? And then he, I think I made some crack about it, and he was like, yes, because he's a stunt man. Well, he's like, always oh, been ripped right. though. That guy's like, yeah, he's, yeah, like, of course. Built pretty tough but you don't expect it i didn't expect him to keep up that same energy you're allowed to let your foot off the gas but apparently not uh, not in this lifetime sir yeah he's crazy anyway <laughs> but shout out shout out red dragons they're also um while we're on the topic of vancouver stuff and this is only because we're here talking about it right now uh shout out battle axe records mad child. oh wow oh my uh, god they're also very mocha only don't don't get surge started on all this stuff no you might have to. You might have to get him. You might have to get him on to really <laughs> dig deep. We should have Serge on. That would be good. Um, oh, that'd right, so, be incredible. Yeah. I, again, I should probably stop playing that because we get in trouble with the feds on that one. But um, okay, so that was yeah, that was the reason uh, Transworld uh, skate video 1999 classic. Really worth checking mm -hmm. that out if you like skateboarding and skateboard videos. Um, but you skateboard as well. So yeah, you talked about oh. skateboarding videos, but you actually skateboard too. Um, and you you post really cool skate videos on IG. I love those skate videos, man. Oh no, they're they're old man stuff now. 
I'm, I am, I, I am, I no longer skate, but I still push around a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still, man. I'm still learning. I'm still learning new stuff. I've and... broken both ankles at this point. I don't need another one, you know. <laughs> but you were yeah. recently in LA and you caught up with, uh, with, with Long Johns, with Johns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and the SD Water Boys, Knock 2, ISOXO, all those guys. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be shocked by how many people are still skating. It's, it's fun to all get together and do it. It definitely hurts more, though, as you get older, right? Like it's... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Everything hurts more. Always. <laughs> Relentlessly. Um, but, yeah, so you've, you're still skating, but you've also had a design career. Like This is like the many sides of Four Colors Act. The four sides of Colors Act. Um, right <laughs> you've done the design ca- uh, career uh, and you actually helped run a skate brand as well called alive and well yep. Would you consider that a skate brand that's a skate brand right we, we started off as one yeah we were we originally a skate shop primarily um and then as we transitioned out of the physical retail it uh didn't make sense to carry that over to online so we just became you know more of a cultural clothing brand and now we've transitioned into the weed game too so now alive and well is cannabis brand in california we're expanding into other markets now too so i mean come to canada buddy we're we're all it's all legal up here i well it's yeah here look at this i just got (laughs) what is that what is that let's see it's a little cartridge a little live well cartridge so yeah i just got a fresh little pack of these so wow congratulations Anyway, yeah. Awesome. If you guys, uh, if you guys uh, smoke that devil's bush, <laughs> and you live in California, go buy all of our stuff at some dispensaries and tell them how much you love it. <laughs> hey, um, that makes me. That does bring up uh, a question I have. Um, did Sean, our friend, good friend Sean C. Shout out Sean C. Also a great DJ from Seattle, California. Did he help with that stuff? Is he? I mean, is that? That oh yeah, like it's kind of his his round. Sean, 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 uh, Sean and I work on stuff constantly. I have to, I ruin his day every day with all of the things that I have to call him about. So yeah, yeah, Sean, Sean is integral. Yeah, we Sean, love Sean C. Behind the scenes, man, Sean is is making things happen, making merch for your famous rappers, surfing, oh my God. Um, yeah. grilling. Uh, what else? Is he playing golf, driving. He's trucks. being the, he's being the urban forager. He just can't keep his snout out. He'll he'll sniff out a meal no matter where you go. He's gonna take you to the right spot. <laughs> yeah, man. Big up, big up to our homie, um, Sean C. Um, and then so so since we're talking about design career, um, I also saw Flip Out. Shout out Flip Out. He was on Twitter talking about the origin story of the Four Color Zach name, and oh yeah, pointed it to the the Four Color Pen. Is that yeah yeah? So how did that all happen? Um, we, uh, a buddy of mine and I had a design agency cause we were young. We had just graduated college and nobody wanted to hire us cause we were too crazy. <laughs> Our ideas were too nuts. Um, and so we just thought like, well, let's just start an agency and who cares if we fail, we'll be, you know, early twenties failed business owners who cares. Right. Um, and so we just started doing a lot of projects and it, it took off pretty quick cause we met a lot of great folks out of Seattle from like the never stop crew, Alex Calderwood, all them who went on to be an absolute legend in every game. Um, and we were doing like, you know, Nike projects and, 
Adidas projects and all this sort of stuff. And so we were doing our dream stuff early on. And that just was, that was just an, all we needed to do was just get personally satisfied by these, these cool visual things we were doing. And we would draw all of our roughs with the four color pen. No way. So like anytime we'd present ideas, it would be like drawn with the four color pen. And then at that point I had already stepped out of DJing. I would, I kind of quit cause I figured I was too busy doing other stuff. And then I got dragged back in uh, mostly because of like the hollowboard era stuff. And then when they were like, what, what are we going to put you on the flyer as, you know, it's like, uh, well, it'll be four colors act because the, the agency was the four color kids and everybody who worked with us at that time was four color and their name. So four color Kalani, four color Corey. And so it was just all pushing back to the agency. Kind of like YBN, but for color. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It was NBA. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so cool. It was, real, it was a real young boy. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool, man. Um, and it's kind of interesting to even to hear like, yeah, the fact that you have almost had like a second career as a DJ. You know what I mean? Like you had, you obviously prioritized design work at one point and you were out of DJing and then it came. Well, it wasn't even, yeah, it was never a career before I quit. It was like, I just do this because I like it. And then, and I don't think I ever even made a dollar off it back then. And then I quit because it was like, oh, well, you know, I stopped doing it because I just had too much stuff going on. But then I obviously never stopped. And then, oh boy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look at us now. Well, yeah, actually though, um, that, that kind of, is what I would like to get into. And I think, I mean, p- people may be familiar with it. Pe- some people may not, like, I'm not even too sure though. Like it, after like, cause I, I mean, I remember you came, you came through Vancouver a couple times, but mm-hmm. the, the, I saw you with headspin, you know, I saw really when you started coming up and headspin started winning three style and stuff. And then, yeah. Like how yeah. did that happen? How did you get involved with the three style stuff? Uh, I had been talking to heads a little bit. I didn't even know what three style was. And he and I had just started chatting it up and he was saying, Oh yeah, I'm working on this thing. You should check it out. You should enter. And I was like, nah, I don't want it. And then, uh, cause I didn't really like competition stuff. It just wasn't really for me. And then, um, I just remember, uh, going and watching him do it and how awesome it was. And just, he crushed it. And I just love the, just the, I, idea phase that he was going through like he was reinventing stuff in his set like back then he was doing all the cue stuff and he had his midi pad out and just his whole approach to it was so refreshing um and so that was really exciting to me but i didn't want to do the competition and then i think i like was hiding behind the i i think i was hiding behind information that i thought i had at the at the time which was that three style would never come through seattle because Red Bull already had other big projects that were based out of Seattle. And a Red Bull employee told me, we can't bring it because we're not allowed any more of these projects. We're already stretched too thin, so it'll never come through here. And I was like, cool, no problem. I don't want it. And I think I said to my wife, like, if it ever came through, I would join. But more as like a knowing that it would never actually happen. (laughs) I was just hiding behind that that false promise <laughs> and then it was like a couple weeks later it got announced and she was like <laughs> <laughs> couldn't back out then so 
<laughs> she got me. <laughs> yeah, shout out Tara Hannah. That's awesome for the yeah. the support there. Um, looks like we got another raid too. I think uh, gotta give a, sh a quick shout out to the Future Beat Show Complexion. That go Aris in the house. We got Nina Mendoza in the house too. Um, DJ B Cause in the house. It's awesome. We got so many fam up in here. It's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and yeah, this is really fun. So um, let's just, while we're talking about three star stuff, I feel like it's almost mandatory in this interview that we discuss, you know, the origins of tone play. Like, how do you feel about being, you know, called the creator of tone play? <laughs> it's not true, but that's cool. <laughs> no, I didn't invent it or anything. Everybody, I mean, it's been, I think it's pretty well documented that it had been going on for a long time. It just maybe popularized, I guess, that year, I think, because I maybe leaned into it a little bit harder than it had been. Like, you know, people were doing it in record days, and then it sort of dissipated for a while, and then it came back. I mean, even Headspin was doing his version of it the year before me. So it's not like I made it up or anything. Right. I just did my own thing with it and that caught that caught on for me in the competition. And then, then whoever decided to PR spin that into I made it <laughs> is gah, I don't know. It it sounds like a cool headline, but it ain't true. But I guess that <laughs> it's cool. that yeah. Chicago final was like such a, a I guess a stage for it, right? I think Yeah, yeah. I think that I mean maybe I was doing something slightly you know, slightly different than was happening before. But even still, I don't even think it was that, you know, th I think the root concept had already been done really, really well previously. It's just that maybe it was the right amount of eyes at the right time and the right concepts or something that people were down to say whatever they were going to say. But yeah, <laughs> I didn't invent it. <laughs> That's so cool though. Like, I mean, I think that, again, going back to kind of your approach to DJ and it is, is very refreshing for a lot of people, including myself. And uh, the way you were kind of approach things from a conceptual way is really, you know, it's just so unique. And, and it, it, it always comes across like this is the way Zach does things. And I don't really know many other people that do it like like Zach does, you know, and um, whether that's the way you're doing tone play. Like, I've definitely seen a lot of people and I know you have seen a lot of people do their version of what you've done. <laughs> Um, maybe quite, quite literally the exact thing and then send it to me like, look what I did. It's like, cool. Right. And so that's like, yeah. not, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's going to get a bit tiring, right? Uh, it did at the, at, at, at one point it definitely did. I was very over it for a while and now enough time has passed where it's just kind of fun. Like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just like, I was never like a very technical DJ and it was, wasn't really, it didn't interest me to become like a really technical DJ. And like that played, that's the same reason I wasn't in the competitions or anything like that. Um, I just like the ideas. It's like, if there's a good idea, something creative that makes you go like, Ooh, that's, that was what I was there for. That's, yeah. that's what interests me even still. And I guess that's so. the same approach you kind of take with the Twitch channel too. It's not so much about, totally. it's very lighthearted. It's very fun. It doesn't seem forced. Yeah. You know, if it's a good idea and it works, you'll go there, but you're not going to like make it work. Right. If it's a bad idea, we'll go. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will, we will force it. 
<laughs> yeah, what's that thing yeah, you say about like um, commit, commit, to, the commit to the bit? Yeah, yeah. I think A-Track said that first. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's true though. Commit to the bit. I, I mean, love that. You can. I, I remember one time I was with Johns in L.A. and we may have been a little. You know, we were having fun. It was a late night, having fun, goofing off with some talking about stuff. And I think I said, oh, like, I think I, I referenced something that was funny. And we, we were like, ah, oh, funny and whatever. And then I punched it in my phone. And like a week later, we had made a run of like teas or something with the shop that was all based around that. I remember him saying, like, you're the only person I know that comes up with something so stupid when we're partying. But then you actually wake up and see it through. And it's like, well, really? That's when all the good ideas come. It's kind of true. Commit right? to the bit, man. Commit to the bit. It's yeah. so cool. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you've done a lot of crazy design on t-shirts too. I've still got one of my favorite, one of my, one of your t-shirts <laughs> you gave me in, in Tokyo in 2015. I love that one. Um, yeah, yeah, we've been, we've been doing, we've been doing that for a long time. Yep. But if if you were to say to someone who obviously has maybe sent you a video of your doing your tone play um maybe what would you instead of them doing that what would you suggest to like any kind of younger djs that aspire to be like like you oh don't be like me be like you mm. <laughs> because because you are way cooler than me <laughs> like everybody is like it's what what is awesome about people is that they're different so no, i'm not going to be able to ever be as technically good as any of the greats, you know, and I don't need to be because that's not my thing. Um, and just like nobody needs to try to do what I'm doing because it's not necessary. You know, it, what may, what, what may work for me, arguably is, it isn't going to work for everyone. And what somebody else does is could be way cooler and more innovative if they just kind of focus on what makes them happy. So if, I, I, I think my only advice is, do whatever actually makes you happy, not what you think is going to get you momentum. Because when you, if you do it and you get momentum, you're going to become unhappy doing it. And then it sucks. And then it's a job. And then nobody likes that. The joy gets sucked from it real quick. So just whatever you do, whatever's making you happy, just lean into that. Because that's going to be the most fun and the most fruitful for you. Man, Zach, that's priceless <laughs> advice right there. That's so good. Like everyone listening, like that's, so true right like yeah like you think about if you get hit if you get a hit song and it's like not your favorite song and people know well, you for that forever right even with so it's and it's like that with everything i remember in when we would be pitching design stuff to clients you'd pitch multiple looks or something or a bunch of different concepts and it was it was like the age-old joke if there's something in there that you don't like and that you don't actually want to see through that one's definitely going to get picked <laughs> and, and then it, then your whole week is ruined you know like uh if it's a billboard or something oh this i definitely don't want to bake this billboard of course they're going to choose that it's like <laughs> it's just like the universe like telling you do not include it <laughs> don't yeah. don't even pitch it if you don't want to do it yeah, so. shout out Amanita thirteen. How to life good? That is a, like a how to life good theory right there. Big big up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, don't put it out there if you don't want it. If you don't want to be known for yeah. it, right? You, you got to keep those. Yeah, you got to quality control. I guess. Yeah. Yep. 
just keep doing what's going to make you, make you happy. And if you're doing something and it stops being fun, maybe just transition that into something else. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, there's no such thing as like a dead end. You know, you can always morph something or evolve it into something new. That's so dope. Um, speaking of, you know, mentorships and, you know, important people in your life. Uh, one thing I like to ask everybody is like, what's, what's a really important memory that you got from your, you know, your parents uh, and music? Like what was the, what was the, maybe a song or something or a memory that your parents kind of gave to you from through music? Uh, hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I mean, I remember him playing music all the time and it was, some stuff I was into, a lot of stuff I wasn't back then. Of course, now I am, which is just like, again, how ironic. Um, I think I think the easiest answer, because they, they used to uh, sing too. So they I think the easiest thing was just the connection and the enjoyment of it. Just seeing that there was enjoyment with not, not, not just being passive listeners, but also interacting with it. Um, I never really thought about that until just now, actually. I never really considered that as as being like a a cool thing to hand down. But yeah, thinking about it now, that totally makes sense. They were interacting with stuff that they loved and that in its own way must have channeled me into understanding that that was a thing you could do. Well, yeah, never, never thought about that <laughs> until just now. Thanks, Matt. So when do I pay for this therapy session? Do I, do I like pay on the way out or no 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 sorry I, I, yeah i mean i realize that could go either way but i mean you know like any kind of um you know i think about like you know uncles aunts grandparents you know like the way mm -hmm. those people play such an important role in your life and introducing you to, to music in that way like you said you know where they're interacting with it and it's like something really you know it, it there's always going to be that magic moment i feel like everybody has that moment maybe it's not a moment maybe it's a collective of things or or whatever right. but sometimes you know like you know, you wake up and, you know, you you have this memory of, of your mom playing her favorite record and, like you said, singing along to it or something. And maybe that record was like, I don't know, if I'm thinking like my my parents was like Motown or some shit, you know, like, mm -hmm. or, or my mom really liked dancing to like Michael Jackson or something. So, you know, I think about those things and and I think those are some can be really, really powerful, you know, things in, in our lives, right? With the way we interact when we become so involved with music like we are, you know, whether it's. DJing or producing or hosting a podcast for Serato, you know, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> plug, plug, plug. <laughs> um, but on that, on that topic, um, what does the power of music mean to you? It's, it's something we ask all our guests and, and I gotta, I gotta know. Um, I, I think it's a good, uh, I think it's a good carrier and unifier, uh, to translate ideas. I just think that like in a similar way, in a similar way, but differently than visual stuff, like there's just a certain, there's just, there's like certain carriers for ideas that get from you to someone or to a group of people. And I think that music is one of the most straightforward ways to do that. You can see it if you're DJing in a nightclub or if you're, if someone is listening to you in music in uh, listening to you in headphones in their room by themselves, it's, it's like a carrier for ideas. And, um, I just really like that 
it doesn't all it can be anything from super serious or sad or insightful to completely stupid which is basically what uh, our twitch streams are but <laughs> it's the it's the idea that uh that it can cover like all emotional uh spectrums and i don't know it's i just i just appreciate that there is a way to still get somebody excited in their day uh with an idea and then delivered through the power of music absolutely dude that's super cool yeah. and, and i do feel like yeah you you create like your twitch streams like people like are so engaged with your 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 chat and your stream they have like this it's a language upon itself which is so amazing what a chat man but again wouldn't have been anything without the chat like the the group coming together everybody coming together every night like that is what makes it awesome because if it was if there was no chat if it was just me projecting out into the into the emptiness it just wouldn't happen it would it wouldn't be what it is yeah. you know big brains in the chat man big brains we got a lot of big brains um yeah. where, where did the beans come from though i really got to know like what's the origin of the God, bean story it was just one <laughs> once again what did we just talk about i made one little joke <laughs> about beans on the flasherdamus uh the hoodie oh yeah the bean hoodie kicked in. that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The bean kicked in and it was just with the Zach Fox thing and I leaned into it and now I can't escape them. <laughs> so it just goes right back into the whole like, whatever you do, be prepared for it to stick and it'll always be something that you do not necessarily plan on. Do you think so. there is a connection between the beans and your championship 2012 championship in chicago and the chicago bean oh my god can you <sighs> did oh, you go to the origins this i've never been to the oh, bean missed opportunity this origin story this origin do i have to it's like oh my god it's like a religious pilgrimage that i have to <laughs> the chicago bean is mecca for beans Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't escape this! I can't escape this! <laughs> this is when I think that we're living in a simulation, right? Yeah, this is Skynet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I had to take it there. I just—it's so nice. I love the beans. I think it's such a great—it's uh, one of my favorites of the of the Twitch things. Well, I—I I, I am just—I'm just happy that we all have something to grasp onto. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> I remember a little while ago, well, when this all started happening, one of the things you you were talking about and you put me on to was um, other kind of Twitch streamers that were really like doing crazy stuff in a good way, of course, on Twitch mm -hmm. um, and were really inspiring. And um, I was just wondering if, if there was any other people that on Twitch that you wanted to maybe uh, maybe enlighten us on. Uh, man, it's tough because... I feel like a lot of the stuff that I was getting excited about early on has, has it's kind of like public knowledge. Now, a lot of like the, a lot of like the sushi dragons and all that are now, you know, what they are and people like Jericho or somebody who does, who does all sorts of stuff beside, outside of just gaming. That's like, they're already, they're locked in. Um, and, you know, when Bird and Mike were streaming or when, like, Jay Espinosa was streaming all the time, it was really great to see that because you knew that throughout the week there's going to be a lot of people doing a lot of different stuff. And whether it's, like, 
Bird's most insane, you know, like all over the place sets of the most nuts music that you're never going to hear anywhere else. And just his energy or whether it's Mike doing magic tricks. Yeah. Like you knew something was going down. Um, as things open back up, I know it's kind of tough because a lot of people have either stepped away from streaming to go back into the real world, which seems to be pretty common. And I understand. Um, or I don't know. It's, it's tough. Um, even I, now that I'm on the road, have a hard time keeping up with what is going on night to night. So um, I would ask that people let me know <laughs> what's going on. Um, because really, like, we are all so busy. And before, when we were desperately trying to find things to do, because we were all stuck inside, it was a lot easier. So it's harder for me to keep up now. Yeah. That being if, said... I were to ask, if I were to ask Camo, he would probably direct me to Minecraft, where they do, they're still doing festivals in Minecraft. Wow. Again, something that I have never been invited to. Probably because of my age. <laughs> yeah, but, we're aging out of the Minecraft demographic. Yeah. Yes, but that being said, you're still going to st stream regularly. You streamed last night. You said you got another couple yep. streams. Is there anything that you want to let people know about coming up that, you know, if they wanted to check you out on, that they should be putting on the calendar? No, I think um, Thursdays are still going on. Saturdays when I'm home. It, it's all, you know, it sucks because there'll be times where I'm gone for like a month straight. You know, and there's just no way to stream from the road properly uh, yet, I guess. But really just, it's just, it's hard to do that from the roads. Unlikely to happen. Um, but when I'm home Thursdays and Saturdays, I'm sneaking a few Tuesdays in there. So follow along if you can. It's great to have people there. Yeah, just type in exclamation point follow in the chat and you'll get access to, well, you get the links for uh Zach's Twitch and Instagram. Give him a follow on both, of course. Uh, or YouTube as well. I love the YouTube. And I really love that you've been putting these little um, little kind of recaps, highlight reels on, on, on the... YouTube. I am months behind schedule with that. <laughs> yet, yet another thing where you have to... It's the same thing. You have to pick your battles. There's only so much time in the day. The more you add on, you have to let something go. The recaps, I am grossly behind schedule. But I have tons coming. <laughs> Bird Peterson is saying holiday oh, yeah. show this Thursday. Holiday show this Thursday. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna surprise them, but yeah, it's gonna be a little. We're doing an early holiday show because we understand that uh, the Thursday before the holidays, people are probably doing stuff. We're gonna stream both, but I think we're gonna lean into this Thursday being the uh, the holiday show. Hey, look it's, who just showed it's up! It's gonna be it's gonna be super twisted. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, guaranteed. Um. Oh, yeah, wanna... we got we, we got real fam in the chat. We got yeah, big up, big up, big up, Tiger Mom Toy, aka Allison, big fam here. Um, thank you so much for tuning in, Tiger Mom Toy. Um, yeah, really helped bring us all together and 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 really make this Twitch stuff pop. So, um, infinite thanks to uh, Tiger Mom Toy. Thank you for Absolutely. tuning in. Um, yeah, we got we got a little bit more time. Um, if you want to ask some questions in the chat. Um, I'm, I'm going to go on a bit of a preamble, well, not a preamble, a bit of a rant about Bird Peterson using one turntable to DJ, which is crazy to me. He DJs with one turntable in internal mode and instant doubles. I don't know how he does it. He's he's magic. He's definitely, I would say he's the fastest I've seen on one turntable. I've seen, I've seen plenty of people do it, like live in settings where they don't have room for two. 
but he is by far the most like Mr. Toad's wild ride on one. It's, You've never seen somebody go this fast on one turntable. It's really a skill. Awesome. I, mean, I feel like yeah. maybe that's, we get bird Peterson and we talk about that for two hours. Um, <laughs> and maybe yeah. a couple one hour remixes. Maybe we can do a remix while we chat and talk about one, oh, one turntable. I'm stealing your content there, Zach. Sorry. Um, but yeah. This Thursday, I'm telling you, it's going to be twisted. Some of this stuff is, it's, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to have to apologize to my neighbors in advance for the cackling that, it, that will transpire. But it will, you... it will be heard up and down the block. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually remember you talking about that, though. You were, do you DJ with it quite low or do you have like full volume? There is no, there is no music playing in the room. It's all in my headphones. which makes it that much worse when like so last night late wife comes home walks into the room and i'm just like (laughs) dancing and screaming (laughs) to otherwise dead silence and the window's open too because it gets so hot with all the stuff fired up that the neighbors are all hearing the exact same thing they're just hearing me scream about like beans and kings and queens and just full-on meltdowns or, or the one thing that does actually play is if I fire off like Toad or something, that's the one thing that will actually play through the streaming PC speakers. Aww. So it'll be like, it'll just be silence for like minutes on end. Well, not, <laughs> if you know, <laughs> not minutes because I constantly talk, but it'll just be like me talking to nobody and then just a cackling outburst and then Toad just screaming and it's just melting through the windows i feel bad for my neighbors it's funny because i was i was driving um the other day and i was looking up um picked up my partner and we were driving and there was like somebody obviously doing some kind of twitch or karaoke thing but they had a mic and they had all these lights on and they were like just wiling out and i was like oh they're definitely streaming or something because that's totally not normal behavior yeah i once got a text uh a text from my wife while i was on she just said i can hear toad from three stories up. <laughs> like, <laughs> Shout sorry. Out. Shout out Toad, though. We love Toad. Love Toad. Um, well, yeah, I think, I mean, I don't want to, I really appreciate, you know, you're, you're generously uh, gracing us with your time and, and chats and stories. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone really has any, uh, you know, specific questions. There's a lot of lulling and, and stuff in here. Um, so uh, more about Bird Peterson's prosthetic turntable. Um, Serge, so um, I think we maybe just wrap it up. But um, yeah, is there anything you want to like let it, let us know about before we go? Is there anyone that you want to shout out or um, maybe? No, nope, shout out, shout out everybody that tunes into the stream. Shout out the business boys, everybody that helps out. Of course, Serge, we love you, we hate you. <laughs> um, no, really, just like anybody that actually is is still actively uh, giving streams momentum that's awesome because i know that it's it gets harder and harder to sit down in one spot and like take all this stuff in sometimes when things are opening up and there's a lot of obligation to go do things so the people who are still actually making this thing fun like that's the best amen to that oh and, and also thanks for coming through to the live shows too how cool is that now we have like irl stuff going on and People are bringing emotes to the club and stuff. Oh, what? Cool. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Join the Discord. I just posted a bunch of stuff in the Discord last night. Oh, man. With, like, 
people that came through the do over in San Francisco with this stuff. Or like, you know what I should do is I should start posting all of the pictures from live shows of people popping in. Oh, that would it's be sick. like it's always something. They either are bringing something or they're dressed as something. It's like there's always a story now, which is pretty cool. How was that? I mean, I know we're gonna wrap it up, but how was that do over show? Because like your do over sets, I mean, oh, the, we did the LA one and then we did the San Francisco one recently. Uh, SF was amazing. Uh, J Rock and uh, Cream Riggins. Oh, if you get a chance to see them live, I knew it was gonna be good. I did not realize just, I mean, it's those guys. Like, of course it's going to be good. But something about seeing them actually doing what they were doing was mind-blowing. I bet. It was so cool. And then, of course, like, everybody crushed the sets. Got to hang, uh, hang out with Scratch Bastard. Oh, yeah. Um, who was just mind-bending. we got to yeah. have him on the show. That's something similar to you where it's been way overdue. So we got to get these. We've had J-Rock. we got to get Scratch Bastard. we got to get some, some folks like that on here as well. Bird Peterson absolutely uh, surge uh because but um yeah I, th- I think that's about it um cool yeah that's it um let's wrap it up <laughs> um cool i don't know where we're gonna go after this but um oh that's right i did want to say one more thing uh if if just because this is like you know kind of before the end of the year but in the new year stay tuned there is some pretty cool shit that zach and serato have done so can't say much about it can't tell you any stuff but there is some cool stuff that we've we've done and you should be looking forward to seeing that in 2022 once the new year kicks off so yeah i didn't on. know i didn't know that you were gonna mention that well i, probably <laughs> I guess should. you I sort of i guess you sort of haven't yet so yeah that's, that's about as that's about as no, enough of a teaser yeah stay tuned but... um we're really excited about it and thank you so much for being our, our guest today um should we write out with a song? What's the what's the song that you'd rec- you'd like to? Oh, look at me! I just disappeared. Um, what is the what's the song that we should write out to? Um, maybe your Big Fish remix. No, but play. Oh no, it, it has to be something DMCAable, <laughs> non DMCAable. Probably should be. Dealer's choice. <laughs> I think I want to. Pl- I think I want to play this Big Fish remix if if my uh, if I got it on this computer. Let me just see. I, I'm still here. I know that I'm just a shadow now, but. Yeah, here we go. We've got Big Big Fish, Four Color Zach remix. Um, let me just go to this screen so you can see what, what's actually going on. Um, Serato plug, Serato plug. Serato plug, Serato plug. Big, where can people get this? Can people download this from somewhere? Uh, yeah, everything's on Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Hit, hit that Bandcamp. And we'll be back next week with Joe K from Selection. So um, if you're interested in visiting the, the Serato channel for another Unscripted, that's where you can find us. Thanks again so much, Zach. Um, this is your remix of Vince Staples, and we'll see you very soon. Happy holidays. Thanks, Matt. See ya. Peace. I mean, you know what it is. You see it, man. I was hurt, stunned, astounded, amazed, and dazed. Yeah, I was up late night balling so far from my past misfortune. No sleeping, late nights, no eating, no squeezing. I'm a real artesian, Ramona. I was round that counter, still down. I'm a North North soldier. G slide, right down Sawyer. When we slide, you won't see morning. Another story of a young black man trying to make it up out that gym. Goddamn, back back, let me make my bands. Got plans. If you hate, don't shake my hand. Take it easy on me. Sitting in that bins of the 22 bus stop Way back when with the 22 five shot eyes on scan for the click clack clap for the boot my damn cuz I was up late night balling
I was up late night ballin'